The gallant knight washes up on the shore. His horse and weapons are nowhere to be seen. The long hunt for the healing horn of the camp church. All the knight needed was the horn to heal the king of a nearly incurable poison. The ship was caught in a storm on the way to the magical home of the camp church. As the knight starts to wake, he sees that there's no sign of the ship or the crew anywhere. He does can't see anything except for a cave in the other side of the island. The knight headed towards the cave and saw a beautiful light showing on the walls from the sun shining uh, through the hole that seemed to be the uh, entrance to the sea. More interesting, there was an, uh, was knights that emerged from the water. The knight stayed in wonder as he saw as he saw the tails that looked like morefolk on them. They asked him in an ethereal tone how they could help. Hey, welcome to Creepy Critters. Uh, this is a podcast where I talk about cryptids with a guest, and uh, today uh, we have a wonderful person, Laura. Hi. So, uh, Laura. Uh, what what do you know about cryptids? Well, like, what's your ideas about them and whatnot? Um, I know about a few of them. I don't think I have an exhaustive knowledge. Um, I think they're pretty cool. I, in most cases, I hope they exist. It'd be cool. I am. I'm in a. Uh, I'm in a good middle ground right now, at least. Where because as a child, I had over my active imagination, and as a teenager, I was a conspiracy theorist. So mm-hmm. I'm. No stranger to magical thinking and thinking it's real, <laughs> but <laughs> but like you know, but now I'm I'm now health, healthily skeptical, but also at the same time is fascinated with everything. Yeah, the the legends themselves are are just fascinating as well. Yeah, and uh, these the uh, what we're going to be talking about today are very interesting because first we're going to be talking about the Zytron. Which is basically just uh, another form of morfolk that may have some ties to Arthurian legend. And we're going to be talking about the Camphurch, which is um, a sea unicorn. Not a Norwal. It's a unicorn from the sea. But also not a Hippocampus. No. No, okay. So the Zytron. It resembles uh, many other uh, types of aquatic humanoids. Its upper body resembles, uh, primarily resembles a humanoid, and the accounts of its existence rised w- uh, in the poet Jacob van Morlant manuscript *Der Nation Bolin* in 1350. So these have been kind of talked about for they're not it's not ancient per se Mm -hmm. but it's it's been around for a while uh the lower body resembles a long serpentine serpentine tail of a large fish and uh it's distinguished in having a head that greatly resembles a helmet of knight's armor complete with a grill like a baleen system through uh, through which the creature eats, mm. and it also possess- possesses a set of gills protected, protectively hidden along its armored neck. 
Okay, so it's not a regular merman that just happens to be a knight. It is biologically different than other merfolk? Yes, it is a cousin of most merfolk. And also, I would say it probably has, uh, it probably is forced into knighthood by, by their fathers. Most of the times, it's like, look, you're built like a linebacker defense, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, in addition to this, their bodies are are covered in scales, like ordinary morphoak. But uh, while they are the size of fish scales, they have a metallic silver luster. And the scales are, uh, despite, despite the fact that the scales are metallic in nature, they do not rust when exposed in water. Okay, so they're actually metallic. They're not just shiny and silver. Yes. Okay. So they're not like uh like the rainbow fish. They're they're like a uh they're like a colossus. Okay. And despite the fact that it's yeah, so uh basically they look like a knight. They look like a uh, a merman or woman or folk put on some put on some armor. Cool. Yeah. So what do the legends say they do? There's actually not a lot of legends about them because they only really showed up in in some poems. But it is said that uh King Arthur encountered them them on the sea and uh said that they may have inspired his knight's armor. I see. And they also claimed that the Zytr- he also claimed that the Zytrons a philosophy may have informed uh the the code of conduct among the the knights of the round table. So he got close enough to them to interview them about their code of conduct? I think I think he was just like a more observation. Because <laughs> apparently he met them and it was just like, yo, you look pretty cool. What's going on? It'd be like we're knights and we do cool stuff, and we definitely don't. We definitely don't have sex with the king's wife. That's one thing we don't do. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it was more of a they. They met, and then King Arthur is just like, I'm just gonna steal their whole thing. Yeah. I see no possible way how that could go wrong, especially the the king's wife thing. As you've ever read all third legend, nothing ever went wrong in Camelot. <laughs> King Arthur definitely did not have an incest baby that definitely killed him. Ugh. That definitely did not happen. God, Arthurian legend is weird sometimes. It's weird and messy in a way that makes me like it a lot more. Just because uh, it's kind of weird and messy how um, Greek myths is weird and messy. Yes. Speaking of weird incest babies and uh i i I like it a lot and just so much well first off i like playing D, so without author and legend we would not have D &D, really we'd probably have more it actually we'd probably have D &D, it'd probably just be less magic based and more it definitely take a different form for sure yeah it would definitely take a different form but let's talk about some of their behaviors it's so they are uh a mildly social mildly social mm-hmm. they uh they may so show courtesy and chivalry but they are and they are definitely brave but not overly interested in humanoid interactions with other species 
They do not even prefer prolonged interaction with those of their own breed, which is mostly male. Which, I mean, I don't know who was there just, like, checking checking what they're doing down there. Fish, is, fish are hard to, like, like, find out if they're male or female. Yeah, unless there's, like, a lot of sexual dimorphism. Also, did he take a census? Like, because cause you do technically need less female of a species to have, like, you know, genetic diversity? stuff. Diversity. You do technically need less. Uh, mostly male? It's not a great plan for our species. No. There's going to be some some of those people are going to have gray gray instead of silvery they're going to have gray scales and stuff like that and they're going to look a little wonky. Wait 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 how do how do they how do they breed though is it I'm guessing it's like fish, right? Well, you can only assume. That is one of the big questions about merfolk in general though is do they reproduce like fish or like humans? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, did you watch Shape of Water? No, no I did not. Um I know there are fish that do give live birth. There are some sharks that do. Yes, I know that as well. I know at least in Shape of Water, that that humanoid, that humanoid hunk of fish man, he has a retractable uh, dangus, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. As as the as the uh, as one of the funnier scenes of the movie goes through, it's she because the main. The main woman is mute, mm-hmm. and she just does. She just invents a sign language thing with how his uh, how his dangus comes out. Mm, just to explain, yeah, yeah, yeah it's really nice. great. I've I've had debates about this before, and maybe I'll enter you into the debate. So they are they're obviously mostly aquatic. Mm-hmm. So are they more are they more amphibians or are they more mammal? Oh. Actually, no, I don't think they're amphibious. No, they'd be fish or mammal. They'd be fish <sighs> or mammal. Well, if they've got gills, they're fish. Yeah, right? yeah, they're fish. So so they're fish, but but there are some fish that give like live birth. But they're in the minority. Yes, but they do exist. See now, okay, you've you've set off one of my pet peeves, which is that maybe not these guys, because they're described as having definitely having scales and having gills, etc. I think that mermaids should be mammals. I think, and it's based, well, partly on the design of, like, a humanoid body is designed for lungs, not for gills, but also the mammal spine cannot be human-like on the top and then switch to fish on the bottom, like, because fish, when fish swim, they move their tail side to side, whereas when mammals like dolphins and um, whales, they up and down. Yeah, so they should be mammals. It's just, it's just a better body plan. Yeah, so it, they should be, they should be mammals. It's one of my pet sure. peeves. Yeah. They should be mammals for sure, and they should also, um, they should also probably be amphibious, but I don't want to put that on them. They wouldn't be able to be both. They would have to be amphibious or mammalian. Or, yeah. <sighs> See, this is a problem when you try to add uh, logic, <laughs> logic, logic to fantasy stuff. Yeah, unfortunately. 
Yeah, but like I, I think they, I think they should be mammals. I think they like maybe they just have like very, very low um, need for oxygen. Yeah. Or, or maybe they absorb. They maybe they do have some sort of uh, gill-like thing. But I think they should be more. Inf- I think they should be mammals. I I don't know how I. Again, we got on this by talking about how they would make more of each other. Yes. And these and these obviously are like intelligent. Mhm. They're intelligent enough to know chivalry and have like like philosophy and stuff. If you're smart enough to have morals, then you're smart enough. So do they use tools? I mean, I would imagine they have swords and stuff. Oh, I imagine they would use a swordfish, a dead swordfish as a sword. That, see, that makes sense to use exactly. like bone or, I guess, swordfish nose as sword because you can't forge metal underwater. No, you can't, unless you found like a lava tube that somehow well, had air in it. Yes, but then you'd have to. It's a lot ex- more complicated. I- Let's just say I'm probably going to add this to, like, one of my campaigns now that the more I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Because I want to have, like, a campaign that has a partial underwater part of it. I think this would be kind of cool to add into it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, split on this one, because, because this is just, I mean, just like with most of uh, King Arthur stuff, it's... Partially based on realistic stuff and mostly based on fantasy stuff. I think it's cool that their that their helmet, I mean their head that looks like a helmet, it has like a baleen system. Yeah, that's that's probably the coolest thing that I've heard in that description. Yeah, I, I do I do like them, um, and I like how they have their gills hidden as well because that's a weak spot mm-hmm. for for uh, fish, fish, sharks, yeah, anything with gills. Um, because they're they're basically a set of lungs, of right. weak lungs that are out there, and if like uh, to the point that uh, don't do this if you're not a psychopath, but to the point that like they have to work in a very specific way or they don't work at all. So like if you drag a fish backwards, they can actually drown. I guess you can also do that to a shark if you're big enough. But yeah, well I've heard that if you're uh, trying to fend off a shark, punching it in the gills works. Yeah, so so I, f- I think it's kind of cool that they have it protected and everything, and the fact that like their body is their body's scales are also like metallic as well. Like these things would be really hard to beat mm-hmm. in an underwater fight. Yeah, can you imagine coming up against one of those with you in like a scuba gear and a wetsuit, and this guy like darting all over the place, got a freaking helmet built into his head? Yeah, you'd be toast. Okay, here's another thing I want to talk about. Because, mm-hmm. like, more, more people are obviously mostly, you know, mammal because they have large sexual dimorphism. Mm-hmm. The fact that the, the mer ladies have, have like, you know, boobs and mm-hmm. the dudes don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're mammals. So, like, they have sex. I'm now just questioning mermaids now. Yeah, well... Not only do, is it mammal-like, it's also human-like, because we're the only species that has enlarged mammary glands when we're not actively nursing children, right? Yeah. So, 
did you ever see that theory that was like, oh, humans, the reason humans lost their hair, unlike other apes, is because we lived in the water for a while. Yeah, the aquatic ape theory. Yeah. So, (laughs) my my pet theory is, um, not theory, but like, I think it would be really funny if the reason we have mermaids is because that was somewhat true. And mermaids were just the ones who decided to stay in the water and go back with the the dolphins and the whales. And so they are descended from Homo sapiens at some point. So, like, Marvel kind of took this in a different direction. Really? Uh, They just made uh, their underwater people Mm -hmm. an offshoot of humanity. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, I mean it does kind of make more sense than anything else. Yeah, yeah it does make more. It does make more sense because there was a part of humanity that went to land, and then a part that stayed underwater. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense than uh, them evolving from fish separately, and they just happen to look like humans. But I like the aquatic uh, aquatic ape theory. It's good for comedy, if nothing else. Yeah. So in case you can, in case you didn't notice, I have thought I've spent. A large portion of my life thinking about mermaids. Well, I, I do. T- I have two because they don't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Which is which again is why I like the which is why I like the uh, Marvel approach to it, where there's just a human branch that lived in the sea and a human branch that lived in lived on the land. You think they would also evolve differently if they were built for the water? With a human body. What do you mean? Like, they would have had something different with, like, their fish parts. Instead of it being, like, a like a normal fish, like a, like a whale tail or, like, a dolphin tail. That they or would- something. It'd be, like, a different type of fish. If, if it was, like, a, let's say it was, like, an aquatic ape situation. Mm-hmm. Well, then you'd end up with a dolphin-like tail, not a fish-like tail. You would, yeah, you would end up like a dolphin-like tail, but also, like, if they were humans that evolved into fish, half-fish things, mm-hmm. I, you'd almost expect them to still have legs in some some way, and then be bottom dwellers. That's also possible. But. But, I mean, dolphins and whales lost their legs. They used to have legs. Yeah, so, actually, uh, snakes used to have legs as well. There's some have, like, tiny visual legs. Which apparently is still a thing in like mammal DNA, and if you trigger a certain uh, a certain um, gene sequence, uh, uh, legs don't grow. They did this with mice. They had like little mice, legless mice. Creepy. Oh, real creepy. It's at the same time probably cute, but creepy at the s- <laughs> if you drew it, cute. If you see it in real life, creepy. Mm, probably. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about the Kemferch. Yes. This is a sea unicorn. So the Kemferch is an uh, amphibious. Uh, is amphibious. Sorry. The Kemferch is amphibious. It lives on both land and water. And in water, like a crocodile. A crocodile. Um, it's as big as a doe and has a thick grayish mane around the neck. It has a single horn on its head and it's three and a half feet long and it's about as thick as a man's arm uh at its at its thickest and it's movable like a indian rooster's comb 
So I'm trying. Okay, so basically about as thick around like a like let's say like a just an average dude's average dude's bicep, okay. whatever. And it's floppy. This is oh no, that's upsetting. The horn. The horn, yeah. Ooh. That's upsetting. I don't want it to be floppy. No. I don't want it to be floppy either. It turns it from a unicorn into something that seems like something out of out of something that I don't want to watch. Yes. Ugh. A unicorn ugh. with a flaccid horn is ugh. Ew, no. Yeah, yeah. Is it made out of cartilage? I don't know. It doesn't say. It also seems very not very aerodynamic. No, I mean, well, actually, I was going to say that about uh, crocodiles, but they are actually very aerodynamic. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, its four legs are cl- are are cloven deer hooves, and its back are webbed like those of a goose. Hmm. And it feeds on fish and swims in both in fresh and salt water. Cool. Does it ever leave the water? Or is it in there full time? It 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 can live on land if it likes. So I imagine what happens is it's just like it, it swims to like an island or something. It's just like, cool. Look, I'm I'm in salt water and now I'm gonna swim through this through this thing and then it hits like a continent somewhere and then kind of just lives on the land for a bit. Hmm. I imagine it's also moist most of the time. Oh, it'd be extremely moist. Some believe that it's a species of unicorn, and that its horn neutralizes poison. It's held in high regards on, on islands, and the king of one of those islands proudly bears the name of Camferch. Mm. Which island? I don't know. It just said that it had the island. The islands. Okay, so- of it, one of those islands. So could, yeah, so- It could be anywhere from Hawaii to the Philippines to, like- the Hebrides. It could be. It could only be on the Isle of Man. Okay. Islands? Question mark. Okay. Islands. It's well, one of the islands. Yeah. Proudly bears the name of the Camferch, and its courtiers uh, make do with the names of lesser fish, and beasts, and fruits. Hmm. So that's an actual title. Yeah. Cool. And there's only three paragraphs that I found on this thing, so. When was it first described, do you know? Um, well, it was described by uh, a person named Thefet, uh, 16th century. Cool. Yeah, um, it was Andre Thefet. And it looks like the vet. Um, he was a Franciscan... Priest, explorer, and cosmologer, cosmographer, hmm. and um, cosmographer, cosmographer. Yes, that's what I mean. Uh, and he traveled to Brazil in the 16th century, and he talked about uh, he talked about the people who live there, as well as um, a bunch of animals. Okay, so it sounds like it's possibly Caribbean. Yes, it does sound like it's possibly Caribbean. Uh, many of his accounts were second or third hand, so it's possible that the Camferch was born muddled, multiple descriptions. So it could be a narwhal, fur seal, beaver, goose, antelope, 
you know, just descriptions of those kind of just, you know, mixed together. Mm-hmm. The same way we got descriptions of, like, Chimera and stuff. Um, and much later, a dictionary entry dispenses with all that and describes the camphor as a single-horned Arabian donkey. I like to think that it's just a horse that swims around with a, with a floppy horn. I just don't want it to be a floppy horn. I want it to be a rigid horn. But, um, yeah, so basically, there's not much on this thing. Because, again, it was second or third hand accounts. Okay, now, Jesse, I have a question. Yes. If you saw this thing, if you were swimming in the ocean and you saw it, would you get on it and ride it? So, first off, I hate horses. Okay. <laughs> Second off, the seed it does not is nothing but a killer, so I would never be in it. Okay. Or the ocean. So you'd never be in this situation. Okay. I would never be in this situation, but if I was close to, let's say, a pond, mm-hmm. and this thing just is just like uh, kind of walked up on land and did the um, you know, the prerequisite thing where mm-hmm. the yeah, hair like- switches and everything slow mo. Yeah. You know, wet hair, water droplets, everything. I'd be like, cool, until I saw its horn flop, and then I'd be like, nope, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> so, if it had a rigid horn, you would get on it? Oh, yeah, if it had a rigid horn, I'd get on it immediately. I don't like that as a floppy horn. Okay. My problem is not with the floppy horn. My problem would be with its resemblance to Kelpies. And this oh, dripping white horse, this dripping wet horse is motioning for me to ride it. Nuh-uh, I know how that story ends. Not getting on you. You're going to drown me. Yeah, if you'd like to hear me talk about Kelpies, I have a episode where I, me and one of my friends, just dunk on them for, I think, a good 20 minutes. Because Kelpies, at least Kelpies, they turn into basically, like, conventionally attractive women. Mm-hmm. A naked woman, basically, to, like, lure men. Okay, in. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, well, the water horse, the water horse, which is its British cousin. Turns into a male, attractive, conventionally attractive male. I haven't. Actually. I've only heard that they they're horses. Yeah, well, they they do like a siren thing, but part, but some of the things, but some of the things say that kelpies are just kelpies that don't transform in anything, and they're just a horse that just like giving you like a come hither look, be like, hey yo, what's up? Mm-hmm. We get up on, want to get up on this back? You know you want to ride this bad boy. You know you want to ride this bad boy. What's that? You have a friend? Guess what? I'm going to stretch out a little bit. <laughs> Guess what? I got a little bit more room. Gross. <laughs> Super gross. Also, apparently, they eat everything but the heart and liver. But those are the best Which means they eat parts. the bones. Those are the best parts. If you've ever well, had the, the giblets. Liver. If you ever had the giblets. Or the organ meat, the offal or whatever. Awful. The heart. Awful. awful. Awful, awful. I don't know. Uh, the the heart, the heart, uh, the heart and liver are like the best parts. Okay, now see, I am somewhat leery of eating liver because it's a filtration organ. It is where the, all the poisons in your body go. That doesn't sound like a great idea to me. Well, you know what else is poisonous? Everything. Yes. Everything's poisonous. Yes. Well. Also, I'm very, I'm very, I'm not very wary about. About what I put in my body, so you know, fair enough, whatever. I suppose. E- except for spores, I don't like mushrooms because spores freak me out. I d- I know technically the mushrooms we eat don't have spores on them and everything, but like at the same time, though, I when I die, I do want to become a mushroom garden. Uh, 
I I, th- I think it's kind of cool that there's just like a amphibious like water unicorn thing. Yeah. Again, I hate that it has a floppy horn. Yes, that is the worst thing I've learned today. But I think it's kind of cool that it just kind of swims around and everything. Like, what I'm imagining, and I know I shouldn't be imagining this, because I think I saw a picture of it and they don't look like this, but I imagine like a mini, uh, like a like a little mini pony. Just like That's like kind of nice and rotund and kind of fat, and just kind of just swimming and just like, just being oh happy. Just swimming after a fish and eating it. I mean, that's a beautiful image. It is a beautiful image. I'm so happy that you shared that picture with me. <laughs> it's a very, like, that's what I'm a bad thing. It's just, it's just tiny. It's just like, and, and of course it has to be fat because I love when tiny things are fat. Oh, of course. Because they take up so much space for something so tiny because it's supposed to be taking so much little, little like, whenever you see, like, a fat chihuahua, mm-hmm. or like, a it's just like, you're, yeah, it's like, you're so tiny, but yet so fat. <sighs> It's seen like tiny fat birds. Oh my god, I love I love fat birds. I hate birds in general, but fat birds are great. Like when they look like borbs instead. Yes, you're not a bird. You are a sphere. <laughs> the bird that I that I identify with the most is it was a kookaburra that got into a bunch of sausages and it just <laughs> ate too many sausages and it was too fat to fly. And the picture of that kookaburra was just, just super fat. It just looking like the happiest bird ever. <laughs> I'm just like, I understand you, bird. Me, you, were friends. Did you see that picture of the um, possum that got into, I think it was an ice cream shop or something, and it ate, like, basically a whole tub of ice cream. And they found it at the bottom of the tub, and it was just, it was just, like, grinning, like, yeah, what are you gonna do? I've already eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but also my favorite shark. My favorite shark in the world mm-hmm. is uh, which it's a it's also a really great picture. I mean, it's a really great video of white people just being white people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they pull up next because they're like a, a whale died basically, mm-hmm. and the shark came up on it, and it's a blue whale. Ooh. It's way bigger than that shark. Yeah, but that shark is just like I'm going to eat this whole thing. Yeah. And and there's a point in the video where it rolls over, like, on its belly. Like, it's just like, oh my god, I'm so full, but I gotta eat more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A thing that um, keeps on, that keeps on popping up, and I just understand this. Like, you know the new Christopher Robin movie that's supposed to be coming out? Yes. Okay, so, what are their trailers? Which is the thing that makes me want to see it the most. Besides the fact that I'm a a sucker for Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. Um, is... Is it's this Winnie the Pooh being like they say they say uh, they say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. I'm just like big mood there. Yes, big mood. <laughs> me, you, Winnie the Pooh. We we are we are 100 percent on on the same level. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh has a lot of iconic lines, including "I'm short and fat and proud of that." Um. Oh my god. And the whole thing's just like, how do we get there? Well, I just normally put one foot in front of the other. I get there eventually. Yes. I'm just like, come on. I need that folksy with, with uh, wisdom from yes. a tiny British bear. Yes. <laughs> but uh, that being said, also, like, I almost cried at the trailer, so I can't <laughs> wait to just cry in the movie theater. Just because. Also, I'm a sucker for Ian McGregor. Because mm. he's, he's just a dreamy boy. So dreamy, and now he's turning into a dreamy dad, which is also something I have weakness for. 
Okay. <laughs> that was a heck of a tangent. Um, yeah, what do you think about these two creatures? Uh, they both sound really cool. I mean, let's be real. The ocean is full of horrifying things. Uh, these, these make me feel a little bit better about the ocean, to be honest. If, if, uh, if merfolk knights and, uh, sea unicorns exist, that's a little bit less existentially terrifying. It's still pretty terrifying. Still pretty terrifying, but like also a little bit of whimsical there. So, yeah. well, every single time we find a new thing out about the ocean, it's always terrifying. I'm reading a book right now uh, about octopus and how smart they are and how their brains are nothing like ours at all, and it's fascinating and horrifying. They also do not share common DNA with just about anything. Nope. Which means they're probably aliens. Well, they, we do have a common ancestor, but it's way, 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 way back. I'm going to say they're probably aliens. Yes. <laughs> so, they're well, the um, they are definitely the closest thing to aliens we have on this planet. Yeah. I mean, we even have common DNA with, like, jellyfish. Like, we yeah. do. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. That'd be oh, but okay. So, have you ever? Uh, so, the uh, Europe are there in Canada. So, I don't know if the History Channel does the same thing. I don't know that I have the History Channel. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, for a long time, the History Channel was like just obsessed with let's just do documentaries about Nazis. Ah, and then for a little bit, like I would say, in, like the early two thousands, it became maybe, about how the aliens made the pyramids. No, no, that was after this. Okay. This phase. They were all about the apocalypse and what would happen after humans died. Okay. One of my favorite ones they did was, it was kind of like the opposite of when dinosaurs walked the earth. And it was like, okay, so humans died. Mm -hmm. We're not going to say why, but humans died. Oh, and then it talks about all the infrastructure, like what would happen to the buildings and the cars. Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's the first few episodes. Yeah. Then they get to the super far in the future stuff, where they theorize that the, the the dominant species then, after evolution sticks in, will probably be uh, will probably be octopuses, because because they are highly intelligent, mm -hmm. they're able to use tools, mm -hmm. and they're and so like they're like, hey, what if octopuses just evolved into like these aquatic beings that turned into like. These weird. It's so weird, and it's informed so much of my life because I watched that episode so many times. <sighs> okay, now I have to search this out because that sounds very weird and very interesting. Yes, so that's one thing I think about when I think about octopus is be like, one day you're gonna take the take the torch. Yep, probably. I mean, most of the planet is water, and we don't do a whole lot in that water, to be honest, other than pollute it. Yeah, well, the one of the things they specifically said is, well, since global warming is happening and everything is, uh, you know, water's rising, mm -hmm. the octopuses might be getting closer inland mm. and start evolving. Well, there's a chilling thought. I, um, I, yeah, I don't eat octopus in sushi because it can solve, some of them can solve Rubik's Cubes and that means they're smarter than I am and I don't feel comfortable with that. Well, technically, like, uh, pigs are, like, actually very emotionally intelligent. I just kind of 
don't think about that when I'm eating pork. Yes, but I really like ham, so... Yeah, that's the thing. I really like ham. Uh, but um, but also, I, I've said on record multiple times that I, will, I, I would gladly eat the meat of every single animal on Earth at least once, so... But, uh, yeah, so now we are on to the last bit of the show, and that is make it sexy, slash make it YA, slash just make a story. So we're gonna take take these two creatures and make a story about them. Because here's what I'm thinking so far. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we do, like, an underwater, uh, like, an underwater Merlin. Like the show Merlin. Ah, okay, okay. Like yeah, full like, King Arthur's Court with the with the um, Zetrons. Zetrons as the knights of the Round Table. Yeah, and just basically have have it like, like and you could even have it as a prequel to Arthur and Legends mm-hmm. and everything. So it'll be like, hey, this. Uh, this really good knight is super into the king's daughter. I mean, king's wife and stuff like that. Right, um, just and really I think I, echo that there. Yeah, just like just make it like the worst type of prequel, but make make it to where like you don't realize it until like close to the end. Because I feel like because I feel like you could like subtly just remake Arthurian legend, but underwater. Just you just subtly do it. And then, and then, like for some people, it will click, but they won't click until you outright say it. Yeah, because like that happens to like that happens to be with like a lot of like Shakespeare remakes and stuff, like where they drastically change the setting and everything. Because mm-hmm. like, just like, like, oh, oh, no wonder I was getting tingles of something familiar. Oh, I see. It was Hamlet all along, and Timon and Pumbaa, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> And I feel like I feel like that would be pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, and, and, and I would imagine it be animated as well. Okay, so you're thinking like a middle grade sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking like middle grade. Okay. Yeah, um, and it would be a. Um, they would probably make you tone down the the Lancelot and Guinevere stuff then. Well, they could just kiss or something. <laughs> you know, there will he she will be hidden in a tower away in a different land. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Lancelot just goes up and be like, yo, what's up? Let's do some things. Yeah, and I feel like the, uh, the camp, the, the, the camp Furch mm-hmm. would be, like, a, uh, supporting, like, a little supporting character that pops up as, like, the a noble tiny, steed. Like, like, a noble, well, oh, technically they don't need steeds, but it would pop up as, like, a, like a, um, like the audience lens sometimes on, like, some weird stuff. Okay. So it's like, so it's just like, yo, what's going on with this? I don't understand this at all. Because I'm just a lowly amphibious water thing so that it, sometimes goes into the ocean. Is this, in this version, can the Kimferch talk? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. It has a magical horn, I'm gonna just say yes. A magical floppy horn. Ma- it's gonna be a magical rigid horn. Good. <laughs> We're changing that. Some legends can be improved upon. Uh, so I feel I feel like that'd be the best way to go about turning this into something. Yeah, probably uh, into a story. I like the um the Arthurian references 
because not only is it like, oh yeah, that's what we think of when we think of knights and stuff, but it's also where their legend originates. So that's a nice, nice reference. Yeah. Oh, oh, on note, wait, the Camferch. Mm-hmm. Here's Merlin. Ooh, intriguing. Okay. Yeah, because Merlin, Merlin was a demon, was part demon. Yes, in the original. Yeah, so he's part demon, part witch. God, the original legends are weird sometimes. Yeah. So, which which witches are not human, obviously. Right. Uh, so, but like he technically wasn't human per se. So, you'd have this like kind of completely alien to them. Mhm. Uh, person that can kind of come in and go cuz he could just swim to the top of the sea and just like walk someplace. Right. If you wanted to. And then, and then he can kind of like come and go. And plus, he has a magical horn. Yes, I feel like that's what you do. I feel like that's what you do. Also, he'd be able to bring stories about like weird stuff happening on land. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's how the Lancelot of these people comes up and meets King Arthur. Mm. Yes. So, and that's when you sort of like, oh, that's what that was a reference to this whole time. Yeah, like it's set, like it's like King Arthur like sailing or something, and and then the 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 fish goes up. Maybe it speaks like a weird language. Then the the camphor like taps its horn oh, no. on him, and it could t- it could talk talk English, the old English, and then it's just like uh, and the 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 fish knight is just like my liege. It'd be like, no, call me Pendragon or something like that, and then that's how you. you oh know, my get god! The- I just thought of the worst thing. What? Okay, so you know in cartoons how they make, like, visual references that kids don't get, but adults are like, oh my god, that was filthy. Oh, yeah, the Camp Verge would be yeah. good with those. Yeah, because it'd be like, oh, I can control whether my horn is, is hard or soft. And then, like, <laughs> there'd be a, a scene where you see, like, a, a female Camp Verge, and it, the, the horn would, like, go... Whoop! <laughs> yep. Oh God! I hate I was that I thought to, of that. I was I was going to avoid I was going to avoid the dangus the dangus talk mm. about this horde because I'm just like, yep, it's just it's just flopping around just like a flaccid dong. Yep. <laughs> but I'm sorry that I brought it up. Yeah, but I think I think that's how we would how we would do it, and you could have a different different uh, type of merfolk as different kingdoms. Yeah. Everything. Mm. So, like, all, technically, you could do all the different merfolk we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, as different kingdoms. Like, you could yeah, have your dolphin you, folk, you could have your regular fish folk, you could have your... Octopus people. Mm-hmm. You could have your bottom-dwelling people with legs. Oh, the octopus people would probably be, like, the fairies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. I like this. Yeah. I like this idea, so... And also, also like you know, it's just fun having stuff set underwater. I was gonna say, like, I definitely would have watched this when I was a kid. I would watch it now. I would hundred percent watch, watch it now. now. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the animation style, and I'm thinking it would be like a kind of simple, simple line art with like a very low shading and stuff like that. So it wouldn't be super realistic or anything. Okay. More on the uh, like more towards the Steven Universe side than okay, than yeah. Like uh, the two D yeah. animation as opposed to yeah, yeah. 
I like it. Yeah, I like it too. So, so would would your main character be Merlin the Camfurch, or would it be? I feel like it would be through Merlin, probably. Instead of having, because I think you could have the opposite of a point of view character. Mm-hmm. You can have the character who has to explain everything. Right. Because that's what Merlin did. He kind of just swooped in yeah, and be he's like, the guide. He's he's the guide. So you have the guide as the main character, and what you can have is you could just. Uh, have him kind of around or in the background or even like uh, maybe even like scrying type thing uh, for yeah for the adventures and then like if you want to do like a time skip you just have him go on a walkabout or something on on an island or have him take a vacation on an island or something and then he kind of comes down and be like what did you do why did you bang your half sister King Arthur I told you not to do this yeah, I like it. Uh, what is plugs? Oh, yes. So I do a show called Pitch Me Something with my best friend, and Jesse was our guest. Uh, I don't know when this episode is coming out. It's coming out in two weeks. Okay, so two weeks ago, Jesse was a guest on our one of our episodes. So if you search Pitch Me Something on Google or uh, iTunes, then... Uh, you can find us and listen to that episode because it was super fun. We did a lot about Marvel. And hopefully we can maybe talk about cryptid stuff. Yes. It seems like both you and you and Sean are into it. We like weird stuff, I, yeah. I, I pretty much, like, at the end of each episode, I pretty much am pitching either a movie, a game, or something <laughs> about these creatures. Yeah. And, of course, they're still horrible, murderous beings. They're just in a setting. Oh, yeah. Outside of hum- humanity while that's happening. But I think the last episode I did, we pitched a Garfield and Friends with, like, sheep. A Garfield and Friends cartoon with, like, sheep uh, cryptids. Okay. Where the sheep squatch was, like, the protector of all the sheep plant things. And then they had a creepy uncle who was the sheep fish that made things deformed. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yep. So... So, uh, yeah, uh, so speaking of my things that I do, uh, I have another podcast called Alphabet Flight, where I talk about Marvel characters alphabetically in the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Uh, Laura was on an episode, I think maybe a week from, to a week ago when this comes out. Cool. Or a week from or during when this comes out, I'm I have a backlog right now. Uh, <laughs> so time isn't real. Time isn't real. It's fake. Um, wait, wait, wait. My favorite, uh, my favorite uh, Hitchhiker's Guide uh, quote is "Time an illusion, lunchtime doubly so." <laughs> <laughs> How true uh, that is. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, if you'd like to listen, listen to her and other other cool guests talk about Marvel characters with me. Yeah, uh, go to there. And uh, if you'd like to see my cat, my little cryptid with four thumbs, you can look on my Instagram, which is at Marvelous Mooch. Um, if you'd like to see pictures and stuff of the people we are talking about, um, I'm not people. I mean the creatures we are talking about. You can go to the Hodgepod group on facebook or you can go at at c critters pod so at c critters pod on on twitter 
Um, and uh, besides that, this has been uh, Creepy Critters and maybe crib all of your stuff based off of a fish that talked to you once. Bye! Bye.